Well, good evening, everyone. Here we are, another evening with the Course of Love. Uh, we are currently in the dialogue. We will be going into day 29, which in the early edition is page 615. In the later edition, I would figure it's what? Uh, two, tw- no, at 13. 630. 630. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's 627. Yeah, okay. That sounds right. All right. So it's page 627 in the later edition. Um, Some household rules that we try to follow on a conference call is that to be very conscious of keeping your lines muted when not speaking or reading. Um, And when we do read... We announce on, you know, I will announce the reading list and what we're reading for the evening. And then as we go through the evening, as we allow everyone to share, we allow space for people to complete their share. And it would, you know, when you're done sharing, just say complete. And this way other people know they can, you know, come in to share. Um, What else? Oh, and... As the evening goes on, you know, if someone's speaking, usually we wait till they finish. We don't just, you know, interrupt. And then at the end of the evening, we leave space for those people, you know, who have not shared to feel comfortable enough to share for the evening. Um, I guess that's about it for now. So I'll announce the reading list. And tonight we have reading Judy, Miguel, Lee, Claudia, Lana, and Yvonne. And Deborah. Oh, hi, Deborah. Okay, you're on the list. Thank you. And listening, we have Amy, Eve, and Dennis, who could possibly be a reader, too. Um. So I think I covered it all, particularly like if be conscious of muting the line. It's very disturbing when we hear, you know, noises when people are sharing or reading. So, all right, let's take a nice deep breath, settle in, relax, feel your heart and your mind melding into wholeheartedness. Just relaxing and listen to this prayer that I I love to say every once in a while. And it says, from my heart, O God, we are one with you. You have made us one with you. You have taught us that if we are open to one another, you dwell in us. Help us to preserve this openness and to fight for it with all our hearts. Help us to realize that there can be no understanding where there is mutual rejection. Oh God, in accepting one another wholeheartedly, fully, completely, we accept you and we thank you and we adore you and we love you with our whole being because our being is in your being. Our spirit is rooted in your spirit. Fill us then with love, 
and let us be bound together with love as we go on the first wave. Someone's not muted. As we go our diverse ways, united in this one spirit which makes you present in the world, <clears throat> which makes you witness to the ultimate reality that is love. Love has overcome. Love is victorious. And with that, I say, Amen. So keep those words in your mind and heart as you go forward reading Jesus' words through A Course of Love. And we'll be going into day 29, the common denominator of experience. Is there anyone that has joined us that would like to announce at this time before we get started? Okay. So the process is, Claudia, who has joined us uh, now, um, we will be reading, I, we're going to read through this short day. Everyone will read one paragraph each, and then we will conclude the, the reading, and then it will be opened up for dialogue. And the announcement I wanted to make is that Reverend Bill and Gloria will not be joining us this evening. Unfortunately, he called me from the emergency room. Gloria has taken a fall, had fell in the kitchen. It appears, I hope it's not, she broke her hand. They were sitting in the emergency room waiting for her to be tended to. So let's keep Gloria in our prayers. Be a whole and complete. And all will be well and give Reverend Bill the strength to be there to hold a hand during this, you know, situation. So let's take a minute or a second just to hold them in our hearts. So Thank you, Paula. Yeah, let's just keep them in our hearts as we go forward. Know that they're with us. So again, the reading was Judy, Miguel, Lee, Claudia, Lana, Yvonne, Deborah. I'm going to back us up from day 28. Somewhat, we the last couple of paragraphs bring us into the common denominator of experience, day 29. As we move towards wholeness, all the pieces of all that we have talked about will begin to fit together. A whole will form within your mind, much as if you have been following a thread and now can see the tapestry. This tapestry will bear the mark of your experiences and will be like no other. The thread represents your own journey to truth, your own journey to wholeness. Separation is desired no longer, but experience is. Your will and God's are one, and thus it is being made so. Please, can you shut the tones off, please? Thank you. Presently, if it, has, it is as if you followed two threads, the thread that has led you to the mountain 
and the thread of the life from which you have not removed yourself. Now you must begin to weave these two threads together into the tapestry of your new life. This weaving will take place as you continue to entwine the two experiences that you are simultaneous holding within your conscious awareness. This is what we will continue to speak of as we conclude this dialogue. So, Judy, would you start us off with 29.1 in Day 29, the Common Denominator Experience, please? Yes. This is where we begin to really lose sight of concepts of duality, where they cease to be real for us. Wholeness and separation, God and man, life and the individuated self, what you do and who you are, the eternal and the temporal, join sadness, sickness, and health, all cease to have the limited power that all such concepts have formerly held. When they cease to be held as separate concept in your mind, they cease to be separate. Remember that you have already realized the ability to participate in two levels of experience simultaneously, and that duality is really just a matter of different levels of experience. If you can be having the experience of the mountaintop and the experience of level ground simultaneously, then you can also have the experience of all other opposites in the same simultaneous way. If you can integrate all that opposes wholeness into one level of experience, you'll be able to experience life from within the reality of wholeness rather than from within the reality of separation. Pass. To Miguel. Are you there, Yourself. Miguel? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yourself will no longer be divided into spirit self and the human self, living under different conditions, at times complementing and at times opposing one another. Just as mind and heart became one in wholehearted in in wholeheartedness and ended the conflict induced by the seeming separation, the spirit and the human self must now do so also. Pass. Was it me? Yeah. Uh Mind and heart. Mind and heart joined as you let go of judgment. Mind and heart joined as you let go of judgment and relearned or remembered wholehearted desire, the source of your power. Now this power is available to assist you in accomplishing the final joining the joining that will end duality and return you to wholeness, to who you truly are, in the reality in which you truly exist. That's a big promise. Big promise. We're commenting, right? Those who read? Yeah, if you choose to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh Okay. So... um, uh, welcome, Micah, aboard, and we're reading straight through, and the reader 
uh, has the opportunity to comment. Um, the reader alone has the opportunity to comment on what they just read in the first pass, and then we double back. Um, oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, it's the gift of the course of love that it can speak so easily of what um, is really difficult to um, to try and wrestle even so much as to conceive, much less to speak about. And the Course of Love speaks easily about uh, what he captures in the second half of this paragraph. Um, this power is available to assist me in doing what? In accomplishing the final joining. Well, what is that? It's the joining that will end my experience of duality and return me to wholeness because it returns me to who I truly am in my direct experience in the reality in which I truly exist. So it's the, it's the restoral of my experience of reality to overtake what had been a sense of duality because the nature of that experience is about um, the onset of my understanding of what wholeness is and how it transcends all old sense of duality. I'm complete. That's the best I can do with that. But it's exciting. And hats off to A Course of Love for managing that so well. And thank you for that, Lee. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. That was great. Thanks, Lee. Claudia, would you like to read 29.4? And as Lee said, sure. we do. each reader has the opportunity to comment. I neglected to say that early on, on the paragraph they read. If not, you just say pass, and then the next reader will come on. And then when we finish the day or the page, you know, the chapters, the paragraphs, then the floor is open for all to share. Okay? Thank you. Okay. This is no more complicated than ending the rift between mind and heart. You have accomplished that and you can accomplish this in your reality. As you realize by now, all this talk of accomplishment is merely about bringing forward what already exists into the reality in which you exist. Another way of saying this is bringing who you are into wholeness which can be interpreted both as bringing all that you are into existence and as bringing all that you are into existence in union. Pass. Am I Mom? next? Oh, okay. yes. Sorry. Okay. This is 29.5. Your access to union, so newly discovered and yet always existing within you, has been a part of the process that has allowed you access to two levels of experience. It is your access to two levels of experience, the experience of wholeness and the experience of separation. While you may have been, I'm sorry, while you may have seen it 
as access to information or sensory experiences of another kind, it is, in actuality, access to a state of being. Um, I like this. It reminds me of, um, I don't know where it is in A Course of Love, but it reminds me where Jesus says the house of illusion is contained within the house of truth. It helps me to merge those two into one um, into one sense of, of unity and wholeness. And it also reminds me of um, the same thing with awareness. You know, it's like there's pure awareness. And then I, and this is just my experience personally, degrees of expanding awareness. Um, so, and, and I think Jesus discussed that a, a little, or a few days ago in the, in, in a few, in a, 27 or 28. Uh, so it all brings it all brings to me um, how inclusive wholeness is, um, and how um, there's a range. And I love his analogy about the hot and cold water and the perfect temperature. <laughs> um, that would be uh, that sweet unity and oneness and and full integration of the truth and the experience of this truth. So um, I'm just looking, you know, at ways where um, I can eliminate, uh, you know, kind of, I had a note here, wait a minute, I can eliminate the, I can replace but with and and make it be more inclusive. And, And the example that came to mind was, I am as God created me. And I'm feeling sad. You know, um, I can have the, both of those experiences and not negate either one um, and all and hold it together in the house of truth so, and in my mind and heart. So this is, this is a, a great, uh, I love these last several days uh, reading them. So thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Lana. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank well, you. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, good point. Thank you. Yeah. Nice, Thanks, Lana. Lana. Thank you. Thanks, Lana. Thank you. Yvonne, thank you. Yvonne would you like to read 29.6? Okay, thanks, Paula. Your familiarity with your spacious self has also been part of the process and part of the experience of merging wholeness and separation. While you may have seen it as a new means of interaction, it has been, in actuality, access to a new state of being. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that sentence, that paragraph, a short one, except that I think I'll go back and reread chapter, let me see, where was that? I just lost it. Yeah, chapter uh, 15 on the space yourself. <laughs> I think I'll do a little refresh on that one right now. Thanks, I'm complete. Yeah, thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Yvonne. 
Yeah, and we will conclude with uh, Deborah reading seven and eight. Eight is just one line. So, Deborah, would you include day 29, and then we'll open it up for sharing by everyone. Okay. A new state of being is a new reality. It is linked with your mo- your notion of who and where you are, for who you are and where you find yourself and experience yourself are your reality. This is why experience has needed to find a place in which it could become the common denominator between wholeness and separation. Once you experience yourself in wholeness and find yourself in union, you have made of yourself the common denominator upon which experience can find anchor in wholeness and union. You are thus, as always, the creator of your reality. That that has just really started sinking in today in a big way that I'm accepting I'm accepting that. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling um attached to or inclusive with God, I think for the first time feeling it really more fully. I don't know what fully feels like yet with that, but it's definitely really a lot more fully. And um, I'm I'm just really reveling in that. And I, I wanted to say, well, well, I'm the last one, the paragraph here, going back to where um, number three, I think it was that one, mind and heart joined as you let go of judgment and relearned or remembered the wholehearted desire, um, the source of your power, where it was saying where we were rejoining, rejoining and returning to wholeness. Oh, where was that? Where it was harder, harder, more of a challenge for the one, and the heart was heart was a lot easier. Heart and mind join was easier. That's what I was remembering, hearing, and and but at the time I was feeling like I'm not I'm not guilting myself I would at all about being a little bit messy this week. But I'm thinking I'm still being messy, but I'm feeling so wonderful. And then I suddenly my whole form was turned upside down and I was being shook a little bit and there was was a couple, two or three items kind of fell out. I can't identify them, but it was things that I definitely don't want um, or or shouldn't want or some things that are being removed. Um, I I have no problem letting them go. I don't even know what they are, but that was happening and so it's just things are really moving here in, in this um, these 40 days clean up I think of it as that now it's on complete thanks thank you Deborah. thank you thank you Deborah. oh thanks yeah, Deb. thank you well, the floor is open now on these eight, well, seven and eight paragraphs. So, anybody want to share the floor open? 
this is this is Micah. I'm um, gosh, I'm just so appreciative. This is such a wonderful gift. Um, you know this the 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 way Jesus is talking about separation and unity and and, and that experience of bringing these two you know these two worlds together. Um, it's, it's just and, and then we're sharing it together it, it, it's just so rich and that my heart is really appreciative that we can wake up together and uh, um, it's, it's one thing that was just dawned on me while, while I was listening was how incomprehensible these these two worlds are you know they're coming together I hardly know who I am what I am and what unity is and yet everything's permeating you know unity's permeating time space and it's, it's just so amazing and and we're able to talk about it and share it together in unity uh, um, and anyway I just I just love you guys I'm done. Thanks. And we love you too, Micah. Thank you for expressing that. Yeah, we sure do. I, I, you know, I think we're all sitting here with that same awe, you know, like, wow. You know, where he says, yourself will no longer be divided into a spirit self and a human self, living under different conditions, at times complementing and at times opposing one another. Just as mind and heart became one in wholeheartedness and ended the conflict induced by the seeming separation, the spirit and the union self must now do so also. That feels so, so right, you know. Yeah. It does. It just, it's, without even putting it into words, it's a feeling. That I can love my union, my human self, and I can love my spirit self. We're all one. It's the un- it's the unity of the oneness, the wholeness, and how he says it's okay. You are a your human self. You exist in your humanity with your spirit in oneness. It's just like nice comforting feeling you know and I'm going to say this and sound so cliche-ish again but you know the years with Course of Miracles I'm not a body you know but then when you read through those lines you know I, I have a body but there was many years that I felt I was like oh god I don't have I don't want this body I'm not a human you know like I'm not this spirit and now you read these words and this all comes together. That's what he was saying, even in the miracles, but said it in a different way. But how I interpreted it in my journey, and now how I feel it now. And it's very comforting. So, thank you for letting me share that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Cause you, and effect are one. Yeah, thank you, Paula. That was great, Paula. Thanks. Love it, Paula. Thank you. Thank you, Paula and Micah. 
Hi, this is Diana. I just am amazed how um, how <laughs> soft. I don't know how to say it, how softer this approach. Because I don't know about you guys, but it just seems so healing. Um, you know, and it had the distinction of the constant and the variables, and and it's okay. You know, there's degrees of. I mean, the truth of course is always the constant and, and the degrees of separation as they become less and less and less emergent unity it's very healing um i feel like uh it's it's i don't have to feel guilty about sadness or frustration or any of that stuff i just can include it um it, and it's like bringing it all the love it's it's for me, it's 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 like a gentle, a, a gentler approach to um, you know healing and forgiveness. You know, I can it's like I can include the darkness with the light. I you know I can I can just include it all and and feel safe about that and and just embrace it in love. And it reinforces the idea of health. Um, acceptance is so important. I don't have to like it, but I can just bring it in, <laughs> bring it into the light and, and the truth, and, and and integrate it into um, in, into the unity and the wholeness. And and I and I feel that with each t- each time I do that, that degree of separation becomes lighter and lighter and less fearful. And um, it's like an alchemy. It's like, you know, within my mind and my heart. So um, powerful stuff. Um, I really love it. Thank you. I'm complete. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was so good. Thanks, Lana. It is powerful. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Yeah. It sure yeah. is. Thank you, Lana. Isn't it terrific? It's Lee. Isn't it terrific the way he starts this this day twenty nine? This is where we begin to really lose sight of concepts of duality, where they cease to be real for us. That's that follow on. I was so glad you backed up a couple of paragraphs, uh, Paula, from the day twenty eight, where um, where he suggests that. Um, Presently, it's as if you follow two threads, a thread that's led you to the mountain and the thread of the life from which you've not removed yourself. Now you must begin to weave these two threads together into the tapestry of your new life. This, uh, the way you expressed it was beautiful, Micah, this this joining of that uh, spacious um, order of reality that is the unity and wholeness in which everything is held um, and and into that wholeness and unity is woven the the reality of my individuation and my opportunity through the individuation of each of you for this sterling experience of relationship um, as we come to break free of 
the negative or afflicted sense of separation into the recognition of how separation in this exalted sense has none of the negative connotations of um, separation as opposed to wholeness and becomes, in that way you expressed, Micah, a separation that allows wholeness to be celebrated, extended, um, celebrated, and, uh, and, and um, oh boy, um, cherished as a precious opportunity to experience uh, creation from this wondrous standpoint of what's unique to my expression or of God's expression through and as me. It's just a blending that, um, that overcomes, I'll conclude here, it overcomes something that has always frustrated me more than a little with how A Course in Miracles has been seen um, and interpreted. The idea that only some order of reality where there is no um, experiencer or experience, some non-duality that smudges out all expression and diversity, only that order of reality is real. And everything where there is an experiencer or anything to experience according to this line of reasoning is somehow illusory. The Course of Love says, oh my God, no, the only thing illusory had ever been your mistaking individuation for separation of the afflicted sort that made you feel separate from others and from everything you behold. Um, this is a, a celebration now of separation on a different order that is all part of unity and a part of unity that allows for holy relationship um, indeed is, is required for holy relationship. Um, it's a beautiful thing this course brings us to. And I so agree. Aren't we lucky? Aren't we really lucky um, across the course of human existence to live in a time when we can take uh, a wisdom teaching of this order, um, have it articulated so clearly, and uh, be able to gather and share uh, all of its implications for how to uh, have our hearts um, open to uh, the perfection of the design of creation that we're being offered in living through. That's just what a, what a unique and fabulous time, occasion and gift. Um, I join everyone else in saying I really appreciate you all. I'm complete. Amen, brother. Yeah, thank you, Lee. Thank you. Yeah, another amen, too. Thanks, Lee. Amen for me, too, Lee. Maybe there's a a chapter in a book there. (laughs) 
We can't wait. Thank you, can't Yvonne. wait to read that book. <laughs> that book has been long in coming. <laughs> it has been long in coming. That much is true. I can feel it, Dolly. That's that's beautiful. You're just breaking new ground here, and I'm so uh, grateful for you. Thank you. I've always been so grateful for your support. Thanks, Yvonne. Yeah. You know, I think we can. I mean, like you said, we we all we're all feeling this reading. It, it's permeating so somewhere so deep within us. Like it's like like a sigh of relief. Like yes, yes, yes. I can celebrate my my humanity and my spirit. It's okay. It's okay. That duality. You know. He starts out in that first paragraph. He kind of hits us right through the, you know, between the eyes of what he said in that first paragraph to bring it on home. You know, how he separates out, you know, life and the individuated self, what you do, the internal, the joy, the sadness, the sickness, the health, all these have limited power. You know, he, he just knows how to get our attention. Mine, anyway. <laughs> And I say thank you. And I say thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank this you is yeah, just real quickly. I don't know. I'm having an experience right now that when I say the words I am as God created me, it really lands in my heart and my mind and um, in a way that it hasn't before. And it, it speaks to me that right here, right now, the good, the bad, and the ridiculous, I am as God created me. <laughs> and I, I don't have to repair anything or improve anything. Um, uh, it's really a validation of our innocence, too, my innocence. So it, it just um, it gives an aliveness to all the spiritual concepts presented in A Course in Miracles in a way that's so inclusive and so now, so accomplished, you know? And it's it's just a beautiful, a beautiful realization. And I join in my appreciation to all of you. And every share is like um, a little cupid error to my heart. You know, it's like love coming in. <laughs> so thank you all. I'm complete. Thanks, Lana. Thank you, Lana. Yeah. That was great. great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. And thanks, Paula. Yeah, thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to share that hasn't had the opportunity to so far? Well, it's open. Yeah, this is Judy. I'd like to share, but I have no idea what I want to say. <laughs> Go, for Go for it, Jude. Go for oh it, Jude. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know where to start. All I can say is that this past week, as normal, I spend, um, you know, a, a f- quite a few hours during the course of a week uh, sitting silently with myself, reflecting, um, absorbing a course of love, what it means, how do I get there, that kind of thing, through everything that we have read through books one, two, and now three. And what always keeps coming back to me 
is that, well, there's actually a few things that keep coming back to me. One of the ones that really stick out for me, though, is that when I let go of all my judgment, then everything happens. And I do still have issue with being self-judgmental. And, of course, it will reflect in my judgment, especially of my husband, because he's the one that I live with. And so, naturally, there are going to be some things in retirement <laughs> that happen that are not going to be completely pleasing to me. And, but what I don't do is, I mean, I don't judge him. And I certainly don't go off on him and tell him how he should be. I, I really made a, a habit of never telling him what to do from the day one, from day one when we met. Um, and at the same time, I, I do question myself as to, am I really okay with it? And the answer is always going to be, yeah, I'm okay with it. I really am. Um, I feel a sense of peace. And when I made, when I made a decision, when I made a choice, to marry him, a part of that decision was that I wasn't going to set out to change him. He was as he was, and that was going to be just fine with me no matter what. And yet there are times, and I have to admit over the last, you know, 26, 7 years, however how long it's been, there have been times, you know, that I've wanted to, and I don't. I just simply don't. It just isn't something that I've ever felt comfortable doing. And at the same time, I wonder, well, is there something, I mean, I always, like, whenever there's that ever anything bothering me. I'll spend like sometimes three weeks with a journal and writing and writing and writing trying to figure out what the heck's wrong with me. Because, you know, I mean, I learned years and years and years ago, if I'm upset about with anyone or anything, I'm the problem. And to blame somebody else or to look outside of myself for, the, for any kind of uh, change to occur is absolute craziness. It's nuts. So I've always, you know, kind of just taken a look at myself and said, well, what can I change? Some things are insurmountable. And I've, and I've found that. And so when that happens, I'll go to him, and I'll, of course I'll let him know that it has nothing to do with him, but I just need to run it by him so that I can get clear on it myself. And that has always seemed to work. And at the same time, here's my, here's my dilemma. I'm wondering, is that judgment in me? And if it is, I want to be rid of it. The other thing that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really keen on, is, especially in this first sentence of 29.1, and this is where we begin to really lose sight of concepts of duality, where they cease to be real for me. And that's the key. If a concept of duality is real to me, then I'm not there yet. It's when it becomes unreal to me that I, I feel calmer. I, I, I get a sense, I get a feeling when I am feeling right with everything, when I'm feeling right with the world, and I'm really feeling peaceful within myself, it's indescribable the way I feel. And I can understand why monks like to live the way they do. I really get that. And there are times that I feel that that might be my path. And at the same time, I, you know, I, 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 like, I like life. And here's the other thing, too. Um, in my reflections this week, I realized that the goal, one of the goals of this course is to, be, is to become the elevated self of my own form. And I realized that the way to do that is to let my personal self step right back, fade within me, deep, 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 deep within me, and just be surrounded and wrapped in that glorious feeling of the embrace of that love. And let spirit step forward. Let the, let the Christ in me step forward. And so I've been practicing that. And boy, oh boy, am I ever falling down. There are times when I'll do that, and the next thing I know, I'm running downstairs to the refrigerator. 
I know it sounds stupid and I feel ridiculous even talking about this, and yet there it is. I want this, and yet I know that there's still a part of me that is not necessarily afraid of it. Um, I just don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I know that I want this, and when I practice it, and when I and when I and when I um, and it's not even a meditation because um, it's not meditation. It's more like a, a deep inner reflection that calls forth the spirit from within me to come forward, even more forward, even more forward, so that I just become some kind of vessel or vehicle through which spirit can speak through me. And that feels wonderful, except that being, and again, here, here, you know, here again, I mean, it feels really stupid to me to even be talking about this. I feel like an idiot. I just, I just sometimes don't quite know how to do it if I'm not alone. Okay, that's it. Thank you for allowing me to share that. I think I'm complete. I think I've said everything that I needed to say to get the fogs and the cobweb out of my own head. So thanks. And I probably didn't make a bit of sense to anybody, but thanks for letting me share anyway. Oh, Judy, you did make sense. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Oh, that was great, Judy. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> me, Judy. Thank you. Yeah. Help me, Lisa. A lot what you said. Yeah. I thought it was great. Quite the contrary. It made perfect sense to me, Jude. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, because I don't even know if it still makes sense to me. I just know that I'm. <laughs> I just know that this is kind of going on inside of me, and I, you know, like I'm not upset about it or anything. It's just kind of questions that are kind of going around as to. Do I really want to be the elevated self of form? Do I really want that? Or am I so enamored and so in love with my own personality? I mean, that's sickening <laughs> to me. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to be that person <laughs> if you catch my drift. You know, I don't. <laughs> so anyway, oh, my God. I just love you guys. You are so wonderful. You really are. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It warms my heart to feel that you can you know, share your inner feelings with us. You know you're, you're here and we're all about love. So I, I, I really yeah. thank you. Thank you. I feel privileged. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I do too. Thanks. Anyone out there hasn't shared? The floor is open. Yeah, this is Amy. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I feel just a, a a little bit differently about this concept, uh, which I'd love to have feedback about um, <clears throat> of duality. I feel that um, duality is a a rich reality that I see and I feel that if I can hold two opposite realities or oppositional things that both seem real to me, if I can hold them both with love and not rush to judgment, then the idea of duality makes sense to me. I, I don't want to sort of, maybe I'm not understanding what duality is, but I don't like the idea or don't want 
I guess I'm not comfortable um, saying there is no real duality. I think there is. And I think what is holy in the holy instant and with great love and compassion, one can hold each, each part of that duality with equal love and not rush to judgment and say, this, it doesn't exist. It feels like it exists. It feels a, a part of life, a part of the human existence. Um, as I've often said, um, in a painting, there's dark and light, there's happy and sad, there's up and down, there's um, empty space and full space. There's no way to say that there's not um, empty, negative, when I say negative, I mean empty space and and objective space. So I, I would love someone to, you know, or anyone to comment on this, that both both parts of the polarities, I guess is the good word, the polarities of duality can be held and cherished with love. And that's what I'm feeling right now. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Thanks, Amy. Amy. It's Deborah, Amy, when you were mentioning the duality and it was triggering my mind to um, feel that out again on what I have felt about it for a long time. And it was, I never, I never really liked when I was hearing duality as part of A Course in Miracles or, yeah, I guess duality. It, it it always felt confusing to me that and I think I could, part of it could be because in inner work I always learned and always was aware that there's this this beauty inside all of us and whenever we were people were working something out in the issues that was just covering over it and so we were always afraid to go or people would be afraid to go deeper thinking that it's something really bad inside but it's always not it's always that bright light it's always that love so to me where does duality fit I mean if that's if that's all it is it's just it's just the the cloak or the covering that we're tossing on top or um, really sound with a with a, a will but when we're in that we're in that if we're if we're realizing there's something that wants to move or something's not right, then we do something about it and go deeper. So to me, it's 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 never been a big duality. So when I shift that all into A Course in Miracles, I thought it was the Holy Spirit said something about duality that that was was up to him or, or up to her. Um, but anyways, it just it would feel very. I, I would get annoyed. Not, kind of annoyed. I don't know if the feeling that word fits properly with the feeling, but but definitely removed when I was when it was I would start trying on. I'm supposed to do something about a, rea- a duality, um, but how do you do that if you recognize something that is not wanted 
or it's the thing that that shouldn't that I shouldn't be doing um, then I'm where am I who am I it's why would I be recognizing something like that why would I be making something like that real so and that's just all those things that came up again from the past and it just feels I mean why would I even want to do that duality thing it, I just am back in it so thanks I'm complete thank you Thank you, very, thank you very much for that. I guess this, the, this is Amy. The final, you know, clarification that I can make is that um, Einstein, of all the people, um, felt that's how he felt. He felt that um, that one should never rush to judgment about eliminating one of the poles of duality. One needs to sort of sit with it and be with it and see what it is. And um, and that, um, and Jung, certainly, um, for people who are familiar with Jung, the shadow side is the, writ, it's not an unwanted thing. The shadow side is the rich, the richness of, of sort of thoughts or feelings that have been put on the shelf or unwanted or not want or not want wanting to be looked at, but the shadow side is the rich side. That's the side that struggles, and that's the side that has richness. Um, I don't, you know. So it it looks like duality is a positive thing, and I, um, if anyone has a comment about this, I would. Love to hear it. Thanks. Sure. Amy, it's Lee. Um, so sometimes when we get off into a topic like this, it kind of takes us away from the, 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 the text itself. And so um, um, duality is about as broad a topic as imaginable. And it would be very easy to just queue up everybody on the call to have a little something to say about duality. And we may or may not even agree on what any of us means by the term. It's one of those terms, if you present it to mm -hmm. a group of 20 people, you could easily mm -hmm. get uh, more than a half dozen uh, uh, indications mm -hmm. of what people are conceiving mm -hmm. by the term. If there's one broad stroke I can offer in regard to all of the different concepts of duality and what this Course of Love is saying, um, and mm -hmm. as it happens, it's also what I believe A Course in Miracles is saying. Mm -hmm. The issue is not the existence of what I see as the distance or the difference between good and evil, light and dark, um, unity or, or, uh, or uh, diversity. It, it, isn't, um, it isn't what, a, what, um, what occurs that I can judge as being right or wrong, it's when my mind seizes upon what it takes to be duality and uses how it seizes on that concept to separate me from the awareness of wholeness and unity. And that's the only issue that ever arises around the topic of duality. Mm -hmm. It's if my mind mistakes its experience of what it's calling duality 
as a way to prevent my awareness of unity. If I bring my awareness of unity into any of the topics of duality, then those topics of duality have no bearing on my happiness or my sense of wholeness. And everything false falls away and I simply recognize how unity abides in the face of everything my mistaken mind might have used um, in what it sees as duality to separate me from the experience of wholeness. Again, too many words. It's so easy to get all swept up in words around a big old open topic like that. But I want to welcome Lemoyne to the call. Um, glad you're able to join us, Lemoyne. And Reverend Bill was with us for a little bit before probably being called away again. Oh, he, t- he t- dialed oh. in. I'm so glad. Yeah, he's probably sitting in the waiting, you know, waiting. Could be. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, hey, Lemoyne, we're reading, uh, we're reading day 29. Yeah, I've, I've been on and then come back. Um, oh, good. I, I hung up sort of by accident. Um, anyway, no, I'm back in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just want to say, I, I get the, I mean, hmm, this goes to what's become one of my favorite lines, and I'm going to jump ahead to, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's in, Day 39 or 38, a new idea of God, where he says the the only difference there ever was or ever will be between God and man is that man sees difference in a way that makes no sense. And what he's pointing at is the same thing, that that everybody, (laughs) a lot of people seem to get the sense that what he says is what's constant is the variability. Variability is the constant. But if it's viewed within wholeness, then the variability and and this it, it implies relationship instead of you know, you can see that that's different than this and so there's a there are relationships around it. Even if it becomes a thing I don't want that, well that's a that's uh, a form of relationship, right? But it doesn't. If we, if you view it outside of wholeness and separation, then the variability just implies more separation, and <clears throat> in duality, you know the difference. Uh, differences, like you say, good and evil, life and death, and things like that. Then they become, they become causes, and you know ideals to to fight for and things like that but the real the real key is to get that the variability is the constant um if there weren't variability i i think you can make an argument without life there's no variability but once life is there you have variability things change and they, you know different things happen and that difference doesn't imply separation. It's not intended to imply separation, but relationship within wholeness. And so... And diversity. You know, and the diversity that can be celebrated rather than 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> viewed as a threat. So that uh, I know for myself that, you know, um, you know, a duality, I can, if I can see it as relationship, then it, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> require judgment and separation and, and, uh, and a loss of peace. And so, you know, the, the one thing that came to me earlier in this call is that, you know, if the, if the world seems full of problems, that's my seeing the, the problem. The problems are always here with me, the problem with it. You know, what's happening is just what's happening. And it, it only ever happens now. <laughs> and the attempt to bring in um, the view of separation learned in the past will only divide further. And just accept the variability is happening within wholeness, and then it it's op- maybe opposite ends of a range, but they're still they're still held within relationship. And uh, you know, he didn't he he's pretty clear. He says, "I'm not asking you to like what you do not like. I'm just asking you to accept that you don't like it." <laughs> And that's all, all the further it has to go um, to uh, to stay in wholeness, I think, and uh, understand that that feeling is my feeling, that I don't like it. And it doesn't imply anything other, you know, it doesn't imply a requirement that I get away or extinguish things. And I can then you know, see beyond acting out that looks like something other than fear, understand it as fear and a cry for love and uh, and maybe have a creative solution instead of uh, just pushing the same, you know, view of separation back. It's like, I don't want that, I must go away kind of thing. That that attempt, the attempt to uh, to exclude things, um, uh, it doesn't even have to be very extreme. It becomes a, a a challenge to what is, and what is really is creation, and uh, the the goal is to accept what is. And then that includes whether or not we like it or not. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> simple, I think, really. And uh, yeah, to get the variability is a constant. It is a constant in life, and uh, so things will happen. Differences will appear, but they imply relationship and not separation. Anyway, I'm complete there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Lemoyne. So thank you, Lemoyne. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Perfect. Mhm. Yeah. Who else haven't we heard from that would like that opportunity? Miguel, are you still there?
Miguel is still with us, but maybe away from the phone for the moment. Mm. Well, this day 29 invokes quite a nice, quite a bit of dialogue. Very good. We could venture into day 30, but I don't think we'll do it justice within 20 minutes. Maybe read it through and then come back to it next week. That could be, that could be an option. It's short. <clears throat> yeah, it is. There's only five paragraphs. And then we'll kind of jump into it first next week. You want to you wanna take a moment and ask if there's any concluding thoughts about 29? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Keeping to the mm. text, yeah. keeping to the topic of a common denominator of experience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just want to hear what I was saying before, like, and I love how Lemoyne kept, kept emphasizing the relationship. And that's the key word that, having read The Course of Love and how he keeps reminding it's all about relationships. Good, bad, sad, sorrow. It's all a relationship. And that's it. It's accepted that way. It's accepting the all that is all. We have a relationship with life, with everything that comes from it. And it just kind of wraps the bow around it for me. You know, it's like I have a relationship with everything, with nature, with my brothers and sisters, all, all that life and a relationship. Yes, I can expound on the words and words of what symbols and how it relates. But again, and, and Lemoyne emphasized, which I so agree, and I think we all said it, it always comes back to me, the inward, what's within, why. It always comes back to question within myself. What is going on with me that something is not right or I have questions. And I can question and question and question, but it still has to come from within myself, the true answer. And Sometimes it takes a deep dive. Anyway, I thank you all so far. So, any other concluding words on 29? And then we'll read through day 8 and day 30. Okay. Yielding to wholeness. Yep. So we're going to start from the top. You know, Dennis, would you like to read? You did say if you like, had an opportunity you'd like to read. Do you want to jump in at this point? Dennis? I'd be happy to. All right. Start us off with day with one from day 30. And we're going to just can do you, a read. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. 
Uh, day 30, yielding to wholeness. What is held in common is shared and is characteristic is a characteristic representation of the whole. Just as simple fractions can be added together to achieve wholeness once a common denominator is found, your own fractiousness will yield to wholeness to the common denominator of the self. A common denominator is simply that which yields to wholeness. This yielding is a natural process. To yield is to give up, surrender, but also to produce and bear fruit. Thank you, Dennis. I mean, Rudy, would you like, would you no, want to comment? Last, yeah, I'll just make a short comment. The last line, to yield is to give up surrender, but also to produce and bear fruit. It just seems like it's asking that I, 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 I can give up surrender trying to do it by myself, and this giving up uh, the quest, the, the search, it's going to produce and bear fruit. That's it. I'm finished. I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Yeah. Like I, I suggested, I, I don't want to rush through these paragraphs. Let's just do a read-through slowly, and we'll save comments and, and sharing for next week. And we'll read again. Maybe it's worth to read, even though it's five paragraphs. Okay? Do okay. everyone agree? Yeah. So, Judy, you can go next. Okay. The two levels of experience we have spoken of might be seen as the process, much like math, through which the common denominator is found. The common denominator is not by itself the whole, but is in combination the whole. In order for a common denominator to be found, more than one fraction, part, or variable must exist. The purpose of finding a common denominator is to translate what is more than one into one. An assumption of wholeness is common in every denominator. Miguel, are you there? Mine stepped away. Lori, would you like to read three? Sure. A denominator is a named entity. To denominate is to name. In the beginning, the separate expressions of the whole were named. This naming was an act of creation, stating simply the existence of what was named or denominated. Existence and wholeness are the same. Thus, your, your existence, the existence of the self, is or can be a common denominator of wholeness. In our act of saying it is so, we name or denominate the self as what is common to wholeness. Despite unlimited variations being available, commonality is also always available. Thus, no matter how fractious 
or are the separate selves, commonality and wholeness always exist and have always existed. Lana? I'm here. (laughs) I'm just stumbling. Okay. Um, Wholeness cannot be achieved without joining. Thus, the commonly known injunction of where two or more are joined together. If you would think of this in terms of God or the state of wholeness or beingness separating into more than one in order to know itself, you would see that knower and known are one. You would see that two or more is needed in order for knowing to occur. To not know wholeness would be to be in a state of nothingness. Thus, the joining of two or more are needed in order for the wholeness to be known and thus to exist as a state of conscious awareness. Powerful. Thank you. Yvonne, are you still with us? Yes, Paula. Would you read five, please? Okay. Thank you. Now, let us consider this in terms of experience. I was just looking at the previous sentence there. Thus, the joining of two or more are needed in order for wholeness to be known and thus to exist as a state of conscious awareness. So now let us consider this in terms of experience. As knower and known are one, experience and experiencer are one. In other words, one must experience in order to know. It follows then that what is experienced is what is known. It also follows then that to not experience joining is to not experience wholeness. Stated another way, the self cannot know the true self without joining with the true self. The true self must be the knower and the known, the experienced and the experiencer. The quest to join with God is this quest. The quest to be the knower and the known, the experience and the experiencer. The culmination of this quest, then, is joining. (laughs) Pretty complete there. Thank you. Yeah. Five mighty powerful paragraphs, I must say. Wow. Thank you. That's going to be fun to tackle next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be really I'm nice. Gonna to, I'm going to have to study. I'm terrible at fractions and denominators <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm going to have to find my best book out and see what all these terms <laughs> Well, I'll go back to grade 10. <laughs> You know, I'm just guessing here, but I know Mari pretty well. My guess is Mari has very little math background and maybe is, <laughs> maybe is 
as uh, out of touch with uh, fractions uh, <laughs> or may have been when this came through as any of us in terms of this application to uh, denominators, all denominators implying wholeness and mm -hmm. uh, that every denominator is in search of a match that represents wholeness. Every, uh, every fraction is in search of another common denominator to which it can join to represent wholeness. It's a, it's a beautiful additional way to say that there is a harmony and an order to diversity that is built and springs from um, the heart of unity and wholeness rather than representing um, a departure from wholeness. Well, we wrapped it up. That's it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And what comes by the moment? Isn't that what we, isn't that what we do here every week? Gee. <laughs> 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 I think we'll just bring that and tie him up so he doesn't go anywhere and then just bring him out on Wednesday nights. and. <laughs> 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 so for those who don't know, I should, I should announce, um, I've uh, fallen for my childhood sweetheart, and she's sweeping me off my feet and requiring of me that we travel together for the next little bit. And then uh, that and a, another project, probably equally as demanding, both are kind of interceding um, <clears throat> with, uh, with my commitment and attention to these calls. So I'm on an extended hiatus probably after next Wednesday. Um, um, maybe wow. even before, but probably I'll be here next Wednesday. And so... Yeah, please, um, please try awesome to be here journey. next Wednesday because I'm in, not going to be here. This is going to be the end of the calls. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we need to talk possibly after this call, if you have time, Lee. All right? Oh, okay. We can do that. All right. All right. Yeah. Sure. So you're, getting, you're getting yourself ready. So we really appreciate it. Come back next Wednesday. Give us a bon voyage. I'll make every effort to do exactly that. Thank you for the offer. It would be appreciated, excitingly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I think we all feel so elated, you know, for you. And yet, I feel so selfish. <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you're a dear. <laughs> can, we, can we pay this woman off to tell her, like, leave him alone? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, move to, move to what's your Santa price, Fe. woman? Just move to Santa Fe and stay with Lee. <laughs> well, the best of all possible worlds is if she turns out to be a partner on the order of Roz with Micah that I can take by my hand and introduce around, and oh. um, for whom Wednesday becomes, you know, an enjoyable um, option for both of us. So. Um, we'll see about that. I, um, Come on, Mr. Flynn. Deborah, I hear you're trying to speak as well. Deborah and I have known each other for 20 some odd years. Oh, wow. We're, uh, almost 20. 
or I more. Think. It's got to be more. It's got to. I've been. Yeah. My business has been closed for 23 years, and I knew you before I closed my business. Mm. Yeah, it's been been quite a while. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for you, Lee. This sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. It does, Lee. It sounds absolutely exciting. Yeah, we're all excited for you, Lee. I'm, I'm really, from my heart, I'm so happy for you. I mean, what a, you know, to have a second chance at happiness. And I know that endeavor is that you're going to finish that book. And I'm waiting patiently for that book. Uh, yeah, be patient. <laughs> I'm be patient. That's probably good. That's probably the order of the day. <laughs> I'll be patient. What about concluding? What about concluding comments from anybody about the yeah. call tonight? I was it. Thank you. Was it? I, I did want to say this is Amy that I really, really appreciated Des Moines what you said uh, about um, variability. That you know everything is seen as. Um, part of unity and a whole and it was beautiful when you said that the everything is um variability and then lee you said diversity so anything that separates one from being in the whole is obviously something we we really want to be in wholeness i just happen to see duality as part of the whole in total relationship with one another. But I so wanted to uh, thank Des Moines and, uh, and Lee for your, your take on, on the diversity aspect and variability. Thank you so much for that. Well, I really appreciated what Lemoyne said too. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemoyne was on point, yeah. Me too. Thank you, everyone. The variability a is a constant. That was a great line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my fellow travelers, we're going to say good evening until next week. Maybe read this day over again before we meet, and we'll really delve into it next week. And then from there we have joining so he, you know, just runs from one day to another. So, so we get to day 40. So, all right. What so a journey this has been. Oh, thank yeah. you, Paula. And Lee, if I don't get a chance to speak to you again, thank you so much for your input, your contribution. Since I have joined this group, it has been awesome. And you will be missed. Boy, likewise, Judy. Thank you. Thanks so very much. Yeah. I I'll be dropping back in. Amazing call. It really lifted me up. So thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Paula, mm-hmm. for, you know, just being here with us each week. And thank you, Lee, for your beautiful contributions and everyone. I mean, the shares tonight were just unworldly. <laughs> they were just out I there. Know. I love them. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Yeah. Have a beautiful yeah. evening. Thank you, everybody. And Paula, I would be devastated if you would not come back. (laughs) Yeah, what's this noise? That's enough of that silliness. (laughs) (laughs)
And don't do so. Don't okay, please don't guys. do that to me. I don't like being devastated, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I okay. Promise. Yeah. Okay, sweetheart. Good night. There's a promise. Good night, Yay. Everybody. Yay. Night all. Love you guys. Good night. Good night. Night. Good night. Good night. Good night. So are we alone?